thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damian Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And guys, we've been uh, doing this for quite some time now, heading up to actually past two years mark, haven't we? We just passed the two-year yeah. mark, and uh, you know it's been amazing, an amazing journey. But one of the things that we do notice, though, is that uh, people have taken, you know, been listening to the Wellness Guys, and they definitely taken a leadership role, not necessarily like in, in, in you know, like large scales in their community. Some people have, but some people have actually taken a leadership role in their family. And um, I don't know about you, but I know that anytime I've taken a leadership role in anything that I do, there's always a resistance. Does anybody ever feel that way? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and often that resistance comes from the people closest to you. You know, often the um, you know people that you sort of know generally, or people you talk to on the street, you can share with them this new stuff you've learned. You can share with them this new journey you're on, and they're they're right with that. They're like, yeah, that's cool. Let's go. Uh, but often the people that find it hardest are the people that are closest to you, because um, I guess they're the ones who who it's you know it's the biggest change for. They're the ones who are most impacted by this change. Um, and so you know, for most of us, we struggle to get out of our comfort zones and to and to do something new and something different. And so often that. That can be those people really the people closest to us can really resist when we start making these changes and trying to take some leadership i reckon mm. yeah it's definitely so true and and the problem is that resistance come all the time but i think that resistance itself is actually an indication that you're on the right path i don't know about you guys but like if, if when there's resistance that means to me that there's something there because i think in leadership or anything that that's worthwhile doing i think it's important that there has to be some resistance because otherwise it's too easy and if anything that's too easy it's not necessarily worth it most of the times yeah. that we, whatever's worth it in our life there has to be skeptic and i think when there's skeptics in a path that you're going on it really goes to show that you know you might have something there and i think it's worthwhile to explore that yeah, because you know, if you're not challenging the status quo, then then you're not you're not going to change the world. You know, you're not going to change your society. And let's face it, when it comes to health, when it comes to wellness, we need to change our society. We need to start doing something different. You know, the uh, we've shared with us on numerous episodes all the stats around health and around wellness in our society, and and they're just deplorable. So you know, we can't just keep doing what we've been doing. But if we're going to start doing something different, then we have to expect that there's going to be some some pushback around that. There's going to be people who are comfortable doing what they're currently doing, they're people comfortable with the lifestyle they've got, with the advice they've currently got. And so they are going to resist that to a certain degree. And, and that's where the, the real test, I think, of leadership is, is how do you get those people on board? How do you start making real differences in your community, but also in those closest to you and your family and in those around you? Um, and that's a real challenge, you know, because it's it's about engaging people and, and helping them show why it benefits them and, and it bringing people along on this journey with you rather than I guess what we sometimes traditionally think of leadership as being you know the football coach standing up the front yelling at people you know telling them what to do mm. well Damien like let's talk about you I mean obviously you know when you first started uh, in this wellness journey you were a naturopath this is before you became a chiropractor and you yeah. went on a television show when you were in New Zealand and there must yeah. have been some pullback from your friends and, and your family yeah, you were a student at the time so there must have been someone in your life to say who are you to go on television and talk about health and wellness yeah you're right i pretty much had no mates through uni because uh <laughs> 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 here i was this 
bloke. He came over from Australia, New Zealand. I uh, I started doing a TV show after struggling, you know, to get practice going, got practice going, all that sort of stuff. And get this TV show, and they're like, well, hang on a second. I've been living in New Zealand for ages, and you're now talking about food and nutrition on New Zealand television, and you're in Australia. So, yeah, I definitely copped it. I copped it uh, from, my, from my peers. I copped it from um, other people in the profession. I copped it from other people in the nutrition industry, so nutritionists and dietitians. Uh, and so it was it was a, a very challenging time, but you've just got to have a vision that's really clear. And so as long as your vision is really clear, then it gives power on through all that sort of stuff. And I suppose I was so busy uh, and there were so many other things going on around me that all I did was just, I just powered forward and the wake that I left, I suppose, just dragged people along. And I suppose as a leader, that's one of the things that you've got to do. You've got to be so focused on what you're trying to achieve that you're a little bit contagious so people come along with you and that's kind of the, the, the model I used. And Damo, one thing I'm curious about is, was there any resistance there from yourself? Like, were there, were there times when you sort of sat back and thought, wow, this is crazy, like I am still a student, I'm still pretty new at this, you know, I'm already on TV. Like, were there times when you doubted yourself as well? Uh, the only time would have been when I was asked questions to do with chiropractic. When it came to nutrition and naturopathy and herbs and vitamins and all that sort of stuff, I felt totally 100% confident. I knew that I knew my stuff and that I, I'd been a successful naturopath for a lot of years before moving to New Zealand and so I knew that what I was doing was right and, uh, and the information was correct. So all I wanted to do was just do the right stuff. Mm, that's so true but i think there's that, that resistance i think all of us right i think what you're trying to get to is that we all have this resistance right we all have yeah. this potential or oh, not potential we know that there's always that deep um seated voice inside of you that um, basically fights yeah. against you and, and, and um, i think yeah sorry Lawrence. i think the other thing i was sort of getting at is you know sometimes that that resistance that we see outside of us can actually be a bit of a reflection of the resistance we feel inside of us sometimes, I think, as well. So, mm. you know, if we're not really certain, then we tend to get you draw in those questions and those challenges sometimes too. Yeah, that's mm. right. And we can easily fall prey to that um, that limbic part of our brain, right? That that part of, the, of what I call the lizard brain, where the lizard brain starts to just overcome you because they don't want you to succeed. But it's not that they don't want you to, but because they're scared for your life. They're there to protect you. So that's the part of your brain that says, don't do it because of fear. Don't do it because, you know, your mommy and daddy told you you shouldn't do things like that or whatever it is. And it's always been, it's built into our DNA, it's built into our brain, and it's there to protect you from getting killed or it's there to protect you from doing something wrong. But no one's ever died from writing a piece of letter or going out there and doing a podcast or, you know, getting and spreading the word on health and wellness. And I think that's one of the things is that we have to squash the lizard brain. I love that from Seth Godin. Um, I've been reading this book by Stephen Pressfield, actually not reading, listening um, to an audiobook. And he talks about the war of art. And another book he wrote was called Turning Pro. And it's that, you know, you get to a point where you just got to turn pro, that you just got to get out there and do your stuff and fight the resistance, which is within you more so than anybody else out there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've been going through this a bit at the moment. Um, you know, we've been working with some people who are becoming wellness coaches, and and that's the biggest thing we've seen with them is you know these people who have great information, who've got a story to share, who've you know who, who've just would, are going to be brilliant wellness coaches, but just for them to overcome their, their that part of their brain to say, yes, I can, like I'm ready. I'm just going to start. And I think that's what it is a lot of the time, isn't it? It's just starting. It's actually just getting out there and, and doing it and making a change and being that change. Um, but it can be really scary for people and, and just that confidence to take that leap and to make to take that action 
um, mm. can be a real challenge just to get that first step, I think. I think I love, one of the best things that I learned was um, you know, learning from one of my mentors, Jeff Spencer. And Jeff Spencer told me, talk, we, you know, we talked a lot last year, especially when doing this Inside the Champions Mind podcast. And um, one of the things he said to me, you know, that if you don't actually put yourself out there and actually get yourself out into the world, you'll never know whether it's successful or not or whether anybody will have buy-in on it. And it wasn't until that that you know that little talk that i had with them that animates so much sense because you can't adapt to the things you're not basically saying don't make it perfect before you get bring put it out there you got to just put it out there i mean don't rough do it. don't yeah sort of rough it yeah in my seminars i talk about roughing it right yeah. and it's about just getting out there rough it and then just put it out there and then see what the response is and then adapt to it adapt to the response make it better or tweak it and you never know and you know from my from the coaching that i'm doing with chiropractors it's just it's just blown my mind actually that the stuff is actually is you know hitting home to people and actually is making a difference and i would have been sitting on this for for years and which i have simply because i was too scared or too fearful for it and yeah. seth godin just wrote a blog maybe i think about a week ago and he talked about this and i thought it was just brilliant to example of about what we're trying to say it's about proving he's called it the proving the skeptics wrong and he says you know here's the thing about um proving skeptics wrong is that they don't care (laughs) they won't learn they're still going to stay skeptic and i love that and and just thought you know why are we trying to we we all do it we try to put things out there to try to to make sure we try to please the skeptic but we really shouldn't care about the skeptics because they're not the people that we need to please we need to please the people who are our target audience who actually care for what we talk about yeah and i think you know a great example of this if you just go back and listen to you know the wellness guys episode one i mean you know we had no idea what we're doing like we didn't really i didn't even know what a podcast was to be perfectly honest i didn't have (laughs) itunes and we just went well this is something we want to do let's just do it and we just started doing it and you know we would never have guessed that it could have grown into one successful podcast let alone 10 successful podcasts i mean it's just outrageous the way that that's happened um but you know it, it came about because we literally just went well let's just do it and see what happens yeah it's true. And from my own experience, the whole cereal thing, the breakfast cereal thing, you know, many people have shown resistance to that in, uh, in that they're going, well, I could just make it myself. And I'm like, yep, you could just make it yourself. They go, well, can I have the recipe? And I'm like, no, nah, you can't have the recipe. But, uh, you know, <laughs> they, they've kind of gone, uh, well, if, if, why don't I just, I, I just make it myself? And I go, well, just go make it yourself then. That's fine. But if you want it already done, then just get it from the shelf. And so there's those sorts of resistances. Then you come up with, you know, people say, oh, well, why'd you put that in there? Why and you put that in there and often you just got to go with it and and like Lawrence just said before you sometimes just got to rough it and just get it out there get your product out there get your thoughts out there get your information out there uh, and and that will actually position you as an expert you're going pro just by doing that and, uh, and that's pretty important is that like those annoying people that go, why don't you make a paleo version, Damo? Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? <laughs> well, I succumbed to the pressure of that one. I definitely did. I did. It's, but, it's you, know, so you know, that's, it's a, that's a good, that was a good thing. And, but that was just a matter of time. You know, that's a, that's a timing thing. So sometimes, you, sometimes you'll find this, right? You'll be so excited about doing certain things that you've got this excitement about something. And you're just busting for people to get on board with your excitement, but they've got all this other suggestion. And you kind of, that's a little bit of noise in the background, and you've 
just got to keep on focused on the stuff that you've already got. And then that little bit of noise, let that guide you a little bit. And uh, and then if, it, if it's enough noise, if it's more than just um, a bit of a rumor, if it, if it appears that, that there could be a direction that you should go, then listen to the noise and go, okay, I'm going to go in that direction. And just, you know, I think that's a good way to refine. That's what leaders do. Well, that's the reason why we're talking about this because simply for that any of you who have ever had a sort of a shift in your wellness or a paradigm in wellness or health, you would have done something. You would have actually changed what you eat or maybe done something a little different with your exercise. You might have gone barefoot, you know, God forbid, um, you know, and uh, yeah, imagine that. Um, or you might have just changed, you know, you might actually, you know, meditate in the morning or do yoga or just do something completely different. And I guarantee you the first thing is someone's going to say, like, why are you doing that? You know, so that's what we're trying to get at here is that, you know, you're going to come up with come up with resistance through family, friends or just peers or even just people thinking you're weird. Like, I mean, I bought my like bought these Vibrams, um, the five finger, like <laughs> it's amazing how many people like whisper and talk. And some people just actually come right. goes, wow, those are cool looking shoes. Or I remember just going and goes, you need to take those off. You need to put some running shoes on because I was umpiring a game or something. I'm like, those are my running shoes, you know, <laughs> and it's just but there's going to be resistance for you and because it's different, you know, the first yeah. thing that happens is always ridicule and always people will laugh at you. But that is a good, I think that's a really good indication for me to say, you know what, I'm onto something here and I'm going to just keep pushing forward and see um, where I need to, to go with this and actually challenge it. And I challenge anybody to do that is to don't let the skeptics um, or people around you, especially friends and families, to stop you from doing something that you know is better for you in your life. And I think I think the important thing that we want to get across to people here as well is that you're all leaders. Like every single person is a leader in their own way. And so you need to understand that you're leading whether you like it or not. And, and you might be leading a good example. You know, you might be leading a bad example. You might be leading just a kind of mediocre example. And so, you know, you, you are leading people no matter what. The, the actions you take, the choices you make, the behaviors you exhibit influence those around you, particularly those close to you, you know, your friends, your family, your colleagues your workers, all those sort of things, you know, they are being influenced by your actions. So you are a leader whether you like it or not. And that's why we think this this podcast on leadership is so important is we want you to be really, you know, start thinking about that. What sort of example am I setting? What sort of leadership am I giving? And perhaps, you know, give you some practical tools how you can start to really lead your family and lead the people around you in a really constructive way. That's, that's important. That's really important. I think the way in which you do that is by doing baby steps. A lot of people go to extremes and they go from A to Z overnight. So it's just yeah. a huge, big leap for people. And whilst you might be ready to make a big leap, many other people are going, wait, hang on a second. How did you go from being a beer-drinking, McDonald's-scoffing <laughs> smoker, six-pack-a-day smoker, to someone who's now... Um, full paleo or full vegan, you know, like how, how did you go to that direction and how do you expect me to come along with you? You know, there's that sort of thing. So the whole baby step thing is pretty important. And I learned that from my wife, you know, she said baby steps, baby steps, baby steps all the way until you get to a point where it's actually a bit more digestible. People can actually see your reality and the realness in what you're doing. And, yeah. uh, and, you'll, and you'll learn those things by actually attending seminars and being involved with people and surrounding yourself with other people that are like-minded and then bringing people along to those sorts of seminars and it's really important. It's also a catch-22 sometimes when you start to see, um, like, I mean, we've interviewed some amazing people, right? Just especially recently, you know, with Rich yeah. Rolls, you know, he was a drug addict, cocaine addict, and all of a sudden, you know, he's doing like five ultra marathons in one week. Um, you know, we, we, you know, Greenfield and, you know, we've interviewed some amazing people. 
But what we oftentimes is that we love those type of stories, right? We love the hero's journey. You know, that's what we go to movies for, right? We love the, you know, Star Trek and Star Wars and all those stuff. We love when a hero, especially true stories, like, you know, when someone's beaten down and they come up and surprise. And, and we, it's like a romance for us, right? But what happens is that he goes, yeah, but that was them. I can't, I, can't, I couldn't do that. And so yeah. it's like a, this little thing that inside your head is I can't do that because they were just somewhat somewhat special because they were a human being for some reason and I'm not, you know. <laughs> but they lived the same life and they, you know, they they might have different hardships and stuff, but they made those choices in the, in their headspace. And I think it's important for us to, if we want to become leaders is that we have to literally lead ourselves first. You know, we can't lead anybody until we learn to lead ourselves. If you're not doing the things that you should be doing and want p- people to follow, you can't be expecting people to follow you you know like you can't expect your kids to follow um you know a healthier lifestyle than you are if you don't actually make the choices for yourself and so this is where you know when i we talk about you know the wellness summit or anything that we talk about because i always say you got to learn to lead yourself you got to make the choices and decisions before uh, you're anybody who's actually going to want to willing to follow you yeah, absolutely. And I tell you, I want to share with you guys a couple of the um, the things I learned at a recent seminar with uh, with Dr. Martin Harvey. Um, and I know you guys know Martin, and he's an amazing chiropractor, uh, but he's also an amazing communicator. And so we had him in Adelaide doing his communication workshop, which was just fantastic. And some of the things he kept talking about was he kept talking about um, you know not making people wrong. And, and I think in terms of leadership, that that's really important that, you know, so often we, we sort of, we have our way of doing things and, and we've come a certain distance along this journey. So, you know, we've developed a whole, you know, a huge amount of knowledge and we've made a huge amount of changes. And so there's this temptation to want to say to everyone, well, look, I'm doing it right and you just need to catch up and you need to come, do, come here because what you're doing is wrong. And so as soon as you start you know, making people wrong, then, then you're just setting up this conflict and making it really hard for people to follow you as a leader because you're, you're kind of rejecting them and by default kind of making them want to reject you. And so you've got to really just acknowledge people for where they're at and say, yeah, that, that's right. Like, you know, that's okay. And, you know, is it okay if I share with you some more stuff and, and share with them some more information? And so, you know, the, the whole leadership thing, particularly in terms of health and well-being, is about meeting people where they're at and then showing them how they can just take that next little step. You know, they don't have to jump the whole way to where you're at in one go. As Damien said, it's just those baby steps. It's how can I take that next little step to move in the right direction? And I think the other key thing about meeting people where they're at is understanding what their values are because it's really tempting to want to teach people what in my values. So, you know, my values might be that I want to be able to play cricket in my 40s with my son, right? but someone else might not care about that. And so... I've got to then find out what drives them, what's their passion, what are they into so that I can show them how taking that next little baby step is actually going to help them get what they want. Mm. That's a great point. When you make people wrong, uh, they're going to they're gonna push away for sure. Yeah. The other thing is that it's really important to understand that not everybody wants to be as extreme as you. And so there's going to be greyer areas in some people's lives than others. And so you might be full on like Brett Winnow is full on paleo and Lux and I choose not to be as full on with our primal lifestyle um, we do definitely eat primal um, but I'm over here in Singapore right now hence the reason for the poor quality <laughs> call but um, I've had rice over the last couple of weeks and I haven't died from it believe it or not and uh, and and the other thing is too that um, I've come into contact with a little bit of alcohol while I've been here too and I'm still on two legs so there are people out there that might judge me for doing that or hey, making those decisions 
However, on my wellness journey, I choose to, you know, exercise and eat great food and have great mindset and do all those sorts of things. And at times, there'll be things that actually come my way. Now, I, I would hope that there's not many people out there that want to judge me for it and say, oh, Damien, you're a hypocrite. You, you know, your reputation is going to suck, all that sort of stuff. I hope that's not going to be the case. Um, but the point to, to make is that you're still going to see a human in everything that you do. And uh, and so if you want to be 100% full out hardcore, then go for gold. But don't make it seem that everyone else has to do that, otherwise they're bad. And the same for the other person who wants to be the absolute polar end of that. If you're going to be, you know, a boozer and having heaps of junk food and all that sort of stuff, don't make the person who's trying really hard to be healthy feel bad for their choices and decisions. It's about it's not making people wrong. It's just about accepting that that's the journey someone else wants to be on. The alcohol came in contact. I assume that it actually went into your mouth. Is that what you're saying? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't just like a wipe. Yeah, <laughs> it was an alcohol wipe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> does that uh, does kerosene count as alcohol? <laughs> uh, um, well, it's it's so true about this um, it, about you know just not definitely not making it wrong. And the other thing though, I know that is true uh, for anything that's going to happen is that change has to occur. I don't know who said this quote, but it says, if you don't like change, then you're going to like irrelevance even more. And so, you know, we have to, we can't stay the same, you know, if, especially when you are, know that staying the same is going to lead you to a path of destruction or disease or sickness. And I think you need to, if you know that you're on that path, you need to change. And then our whole body is constantly changing, but you got to learn to change for the better. You got to make better choices. And that's when the leadership, like I said, leadership from within leading yourself first is comes into play. But if you were going to lead others, I think what happens is that you have to allow the people, the members of your group to be able to lead themselves and discover the greatness. And that's what um, Damien just talked about, about not making a wrong for the other person, but actually encouraging them for making the, tr- the right choices that they're already making and help them by mentoring them, by guiding them to help them make choices, a better choice for them so that they can actually move towards wellness and follow your footsteps. Yeah, because that's real leadership, isn't it? Like showing someone how they can make a better choice for them is real leadership, I reckon. Like mm. it's it's not me standing here saying you do what I say because if you're just doing what I say, then that's not real leadership. Like I'm not really empowering you to take on your own wellness journey because if you want, if you really want someone to take on their own journey towards wellness, then they have to be in charge. They have to be the ones making the changes, making the decisions because that's at the end of the day, that's what wellness is all about is is empowering people to make informed choices. That's right. I mean, that, that's the thing, though. Like, we, we can only lead ourselves, can't we? Like, we can't, you know, we can, like, we can only make the choices for ourselves. I don't want to take anybody else's responsibility for their health choices. I want to make the choice for myself and then, you know, obviously for my kids because I can right at the moment. But there's going to be a point where they're going to have to, I hope I've taught them enough that they're going to actually make their own health choices. Well, they're going to have yeah. to, you know, because I can't be watching them um, after a certain amount of years. They're going to have to make those choices. When they go out, they're going to have to make choices you know, to eat this or eat that or do this or that. And that's the thing is I hope I educated enough that they're going to make the right choice. And, you know, let's face it. We all went through our teenage years. We all never listened to our parents and you all discover it. So you discover something about yourself, but that's all part of learning and all part of the process. That's, that's what I was going to say because sometimes making the wrong choice is actually a really important learning as well, isn't it? Mm. Like you, you often learn more from making the wrong choice than you do from making the right one because all of a sudden you find out, well, what happens when I do that? What happens when I do this? You know, when you start making those different choices, then that's part of your learning process as well. So you have to let people, you know, go through that. And and you might 
you know help guide them and help them see the you know the consequences of those choices and the you know the consequences of making good choices and bad choices but but they need to see that they need to experience that they need to consciously make that choice for themselves if you want them to be you know truly living in a wellness model mm, so true Damien, so like how are some of the struggles that you come up with in, in, in Singapore? Like what are some of the things that you had to fight against within yourself in terms of the wellness journey? I mean, obviously, I, I think you're, it's great that you actually share that story about being in Singapore and also, you know, doing the things you're doing. Because a lot of people see us as the wellness guys as if like we're perfect, like that we're Mr. Perfect. Well, Lawrence is, but and you um, know. and it's <laughs> it, you know you know how hard it is for <laughs> to, to live up to Mr. Perfect. No, listen, like we are not perfect. We are you know human beings, but we make you know we obviously make certain choices that we make, but we do things. That, you know, we always go by the eighty twenty rule, right, or even the yeah. ninety ten rule. But that's we, we're trying to do these shows to to let you know that we know we don't do everything one hundred percent because the thing is is that. There are things that we still enjoy, and there's like obviously, like you know, mentioned that Damien had some alcohol, or you know, we just did an episode not long ago on desserts and stuff like that. But we just make mm-hmm. better choices with them. We still love our desserts, right? Yeah. And so it's just making those better choices. And like I said, it's about you know allowing people to make not make them wrong, but also making them making them right and power and being empowering them. Yeah, that's right. Look, uh, I did drop out a little bit then. Um, so I think I understand what you did ask. The question was about me being in Singapore, what sort of foods I've been eating. Um, apart from the uh, barbecue stingray, the cockles, the snails, and um, and all the beautiful food I had yesterday, I, I have had a couple of beers and I had a couple of cocktails. Um, I've also had a fair bit of rice while I've been over here. I had this great meal called Thunder Rice. And uh, and thunder rice is basically brown rice. In- oh, he dropped out just in the same <laughs> time. I was just like explaining just what this thunder rice is. <laughs> but hey, at the end of the day, sorry, Dan, you you just cut out on thunder rice, and uh, I think the, oh, the world I? just didn't want to hear what thunder rice was. <laughs> so I think it. it's I think thunder rice is more what happens to you the following day. But, uh, <laughs> but seriously. For the most part, we've made very, very smart decisions, really good decisions, but we've also allowed ourselves a little bit of leeway, you know, and it's, it's, it's been very nice, very relaxing, very humbling to walk around and seeing people that look like they're maybe 100 years old still walking around and, uh, and, and just living a life, you know. And for me, I've found that decreasing stress has been hugely um, beneficial. Well, we also hear the wellness guys, as we say, we're not perfect, but we actually do follow our own advice. And, you know, Damien has been, uh, been away for the last couple of weeks and he's taking his own advice of uh, de-stressing and, uh, you know, having a good time and relaxing, which is great to hear. Now, we'd love to um, hear what you think about this particular episode. And I would love to hear about your thoughts on leadership and how you can become a better leader in your community or your family. But, you know, one of the things that I believe is that to in order to become a great leader is that you have to be empowering yourself with knowledge and knowledge that matters. And uh, one of the things that we are doing is the Wellness Summit. And it's about you. It's about empowering you uh, as a person so that you can actually spread the message and what you learn from that day and from these podcasts to spread it to tell others. Like, I mean, we do this free podcast for a reason. It's for you to share the information with other people. And that's what the Wellness Summit is about. And, you know, for those health practitioners that are listening, whether you be a chiropractor, a massage therapist, a naturopath, we encourage you to invite your patients. I mean, we're there to provide a service for you. We got, I think, I don't know, eight to 10 speakers, like really amazing speakers from all around Australia who are coming to, to one day. We call it the summer because it's a long day and everybody's going to be sharing some 
bits and pieces of information that is going to be so powerful that's going to change one speaker is definitely going to change your life but you know eight ten, eight to ten times of that uh, will definitely shift you and your thinking and your paradigm and it will love to encourage get you to encourage your patients or your clients to come to attend that because i think it just reinforces the idea that you have for them so i hope you join us uh, to the wellness summit just go to the wellnesscouch.com to uh, find out more information about that uh, before tickets are you know sold out um, and also as always go to our facebook page and uh, tell us what you think about this particular episode but most importantly go to itunes download it on your iphone or other you know other devices that you might have and uh, make sure you subscribed but most importantly give us a five-star rating if we deserve it so until next week begin creating wellness into your lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, it's Dr. Brett Hill from The Wellness Guys and that paleo show here. I'm so excited to be barefooting my way across to Melbourne to share with you the absolute latest information for your body, your health, and your life. Even better, I'm doing it with some of my best mates from The Wellness Guys and the Up For A Chat show, as well as some of the absolute world leaders in wellness, including David Gillespie, the author of Sweet Poison and Big Fat Lies, and Nicole Bilgema, the country's number one authority in creating a healthy home. The Wellness Summit is 10 hours of powerhouse wellness on Saturday, August 17 at Crown in Melbourne. Go to www.thewellnesssummit.com to book your tickets and we can't wait to see you there.